Curtis Armstrong didn't want to play this role. I, do he, you blame him? He auditioned for Lewis. What at this point in his career had he done risky business? He had, had he done uh, Better Off Dead yet? No, that's eighty five or eighty six, I think. Had he done One Crazy Summer yet? No. Yeah, Booger's great. I like Curtis Armstrong. Um, am I up? Yep. I went Bobcat Goldwaith, That's Officer right Zed, answer. Police Academy. Film. Oh, I went Ed Stork. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Bobcat's it's Bobcat. great. Yeah. You, I think you know who else you could have done here. Who? A young Robin Williams. But he's not. He's too old. All I know. The way through. The I 80s. know. He yeah. always. He's one of those guys. Even when he was Morgan Mindy, he you, looked like he was thirty. He did. Yeah. Um. No, I think Bobcat is the way to go. It is. Zed. I went with Zed over Stork. Zed's probably better. Actually, I didn't think yeah. of Zed for some yeah. reason. Okay, do, you, do your Bobcat. <laughs> That's all I can do. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. It doesn't take a nerd to know that 4% is lower than 5%. Do you know that, Poindexter? I I mean, let me get my glasses on. Hard <laughs> <laughs> ogre. So as we're recasting Revenge of the Nerds today, it's important to remember that there's no need to recast Sonic Loans. No. They, they are fantastic. They are the best in the business in making sure that you're getting into the right loan for your house, whether you're refinancing or getting a brand new home and you need that new mortgage. Charlie and his team, it's a family. Reach out to them at sonicloans.com. When you do, make sure you tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. But the big thing with Sonic Loans, why I like them is they're helping out our listeners because there's nothing you can do that will screw you up more financially than getting into a bad loan. Get into the right loan and start enjoying your recasting of your life. Nerds! NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. And for a consultation, call 248-595-0001. Ian is a nerd. Yeah. He is an absolute nerd. And I, I want my lawyer to be a nerd. You want your lawyer to be a nerd. So you know what? Ian's a poindexter. He's yeah. going to find a way to make sure that you have a place to live. Because he makes <laughs> screams like, eh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. <laughs> Efficient, aggressive, a tri lamb by you know nature. Yeah. Bolton Legal Group is going to make sure that they protect you, that they get what you need out of your legal settlement. And it's good to have nerds in your corner. You can buy so, as many tricycles as you want. I've paid my dues. <laughs> How'd they get the time, rights to that? Who knows? <laughs> they obviously, they didn't spend any money on any actors, so they spent it all on that song. Reach out to Ian and his team. Let them know the Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to win your case. Today's episode, Recasting Revenge of the Nerds. The 1984 film Revenge of the Nerds is a roadmap to success for anyone not born with a jawline like Stan Gable. 
have a good attitude, go to college, start your own fraternity, have a robot clean your house. Simple as that. So why mess with perfection? Because at Buzz in the Tower, that's just the kind of nerds we are. <laughs> Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll recast Revenge of the Nerds using actors and actresses from the 80s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Gilbert to my Lewis, Max Sanders. And with that, what the f*** is a frush? <laughs> Give me you started with that. <laughs> Even though it was improv by Booger? It's the, was it? Yeah. It's the best line in the movie. <laughs> I don't think they were even supposed to be playing cards. It was just kind of just them doing their thing. There is absolutely nothing about this movie that we can talk about. It is. <laughs> nope. It is. It is one of those movies like Porky's. I yep. put it in the same thing where like. It's worse than Porky's. It's way worse than Porky's. <laughs> Porky's feels like they didn't know any better. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds feels like they knew better and they did it anyways. Yep. But I love it. We I'm love sorry. it anyways. I, I love yeah. this movie. Yeah. I love it. I love both of them. Nerds in paradise. I love it all. And like they all stand up for each other in the end. I've paid my dues. <laughs> How did how did they license Queen for this movie? It makes no sense. None. Yeah. Unbelievable. Max, welcome to the show. Yeah. Wait, by the way, speaking of bands, you didn't put Dr. Teeth in your bands for uh, last, last week's episode. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. No, because I couldn't have put Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. You don't yeah. even know his, his name. <laughs> I know. I was going to say Electric Boogaloo. No. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't have because in the original Muppet movie, okay. it's a full band. Yep. In the Great Muppet Caper... They're not a band. They just work at the hotel. Okay. Did they play though? Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. I could have done it for the Muppets yeah. Take. I can't. That was, what an incredible omission of my. It's part. okay. You had a good list. I also could have done Rolf the. Nope. That's the uh, Muppets. Uh, the Muppet movie. <laughs> There's a great song that he sings in the Muppet movie. Great. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Back- it's about women. There's something here. <laughs> you brought the Muppets up. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's talk more about nerds. Nerds! Nerds! <laughs> so does John Goodman have the big nerds or is it Ogre? Ogre. Goodman has one too, but Ogre's is my favorite. I think John Nerds! Goodman- <laughs> nerds! Nerds! So Ogre's is more nerds! Yeah. Nerds! Nerds! Yeah. And John Goodman, I think, is like nerds! Yeah, but like louder. It yeah. sounds more like yours. What do you call me John Goodman for? No. This isn't nom. There are rules, Donnie. <laughs> Uh, I love our recasting episodes. I give how did the, he get, how did he get in this movie? By the way, knows, John dude. Goodman he is. owed someone <laughs> drug money. I don't even know. He something terrible, something absolutely terrible. They offered him a turkey. This dinner. movie, this movie shouldn't have ever been made. Nope. But I love it. Yeah, I love every minute of it. I don't know how it got greenlit because the director <laughs> Jeff Canoe he didn't do anything after my, this. My <laughs> favorite Revenge of the Nerds fact, but is that Anthony Edwards was contractually obligated to do something for the second movie. The broken leg. So he's like, no, he, I think like, cause this movie comes out, then Top Gun comes out and he's like, no, I'm a real actor. I'm good. Yeah. So he has like one moment where he's on the phone with Gil or with Lewis and he's like, you gotta be true to yourself, be a nerd. And that's it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But uh, the director, he only did other... You're all over the map. Sorry. You're confused. You're sweating. I'm this not is, sweating. You're, you're, you just I, ate Chipotle. I, you're I, sweating. I do. I love Chipotle. <laughs> we should get them as a sponsor. I literally eat Chipotle like five times a week. All right, Max. So first of all, welcome to the show. Don't say salutations. Hi. There you go. We need to give a reminder, as we do every week, follow us on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Yep. Follow our podcast on whatever podcast player you listen to us on. There's some way to subscribe or follow, leave a review, leave five stars. Please do all of that fun stuff. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. We have some Patreons who, again, were aware of this episode for weeks, and they have their selections for recasting. We'll talk about those at the end. And then, what else am I forgetting? Is that it? I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. We're doing a recasting episode. As we do when we do these recasting episodes, the rules are pretty simple. We're going to take the main 12 or 13 characters in this movie. I think we have 13 and we have to pick an actor or an actress from the eighties that we would like to see in that role. But more specifically, we're not just taking their body of work and saying Michael Keaton. If we want Michael Keaton in this, we have to say Michael Batman. Keaton from Batman, yep. Michael Keaton from Mr. Mom. You know, it's gotta be one of those. Which Michael Keaton would be best in this movie? None. But if we had to have night a- shift, night shift, maybe. Yeah. But we have to identify the movie in which we're using. Once we use a movie, we're done. Yep. So you can't pick, Michael Keaton from Batman for one character and Jack Nicholson from Batman from another character. Can't do it. Now, here's a question for you. This, sure. This hasn't come up before because there hasn't been sequels. Can you pick someone who's a character in the sequel to be in this movie as... That seems like a, like a pretty obvious answer, right? Like, wouldn't that be like... No, no. I'm saying that the actor. Is that all right? Is that weird? I don't understand your question. An actor who's in the sequel. Right. But I'm picking him from another movie. And he was not in the first one. Yes. 
Oh, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I thought you were asking if you could pick a character from the sequel. <laughs> like, give me the nerd from Revenge of the Nerds 2 <laughs> to play this nerd in Revenge no, of the Nerds. No. I was like, that's a really stupid question. Yeah, I, I hate you. Don't yeah. ask me stupid questions. But you're. A, it's less stupid. It makes sense. I don't care. That's fine. Okay. Other than that, we'll talk briefly about the movie and we'll jump into recasting. Yeah. So do you want me to do a zippity-doo-dah recap of Revenge of the Nerds? Of course. All right. Zip away. So Max, in 1984, Jeff Canoe. Yep. With the help of writers Tim Metcalf, Miguel Tejada Flores, and Steve Zacharias. <laughs> it sounds like they're baseball players. <laughs> this is incredible. They got their heads together and they said, let's make the most politically incorrect <laughs> college romp that we can. And uh, they did a good job. Lovable nerds Gilbert and Lewis embark on their freshman year at Adams College. Little do they realize the dangers that await them. They are beset by taunting from the jocks of the Alpha Beta fraternity, which only worsens when the jocks accidentally burn their house down, toss the freshman out of the freshman dorm. To make matters more problematic, Lewis develops a crush on pretty Betty Childs, popular sorority sister and quarterback's girlfriend. The laziness of this movie is, is awesome. Quarterback, head cheerleader. Yeah. It's, it's just, why mess with the formula? Exactly. Joined by the aptly named Booger and the violin playing Poindexter, the nerds soon realize they must form their own fraternity in self-defense. Soon the tables are turned as the nerds employ high-tech warfare against the jocks. But can they really succeed and make a difference? They can. Well, they're going to make a difference. Yeah. Unbelievable. On my life. This movie was, as I grew up as a child, I assumed that this is what college was like. <laughs> Between this and Saved by the Bell, I was like, just don't be Screech. Don't be Lewis. Don't be Gilbert. My college was kind of like this. Yeah. Uh, you, you got lucky because you started working at the bar whose name we shall not yeah. manage. So you immediately <laughs> gained cred from that. Yes. Had you not done that, this would have been your life. <laughs> you would be playing the violin. So this movie is all about, I mean, the, the bigger themes of this movie, right, are class warfare, bigotry. The yeah. fact that when they when they go through the process of being thrown out of the dorms and they want to start a fraternity, the existing fraternities shut them down because they're nerds, right? Yeah. So this is a, a big play on African-Americans and minorities, like where they were shut out of these institutions, but they're using the word nerds instead of blacks. Like, well, they, they show that too because they joined the Lambdas right. and they went to help them. So yeah. the only the only chapter that will take them is yeah. the Lambdas, and that's because Poindexter finds something in the rule book that says they have to put them on a probationary yep. period. They throw an incredibly cool party with lots of drug use, which of course that's what you do in college. They become a fraternity. Their house gets vandalized, the house that they built from scratch basically. And at the end of the movie, you have this powerful moment where the nerds kind of, well, you have a powerful moment where there's assault committed because <laughs> Lewis pretends to be Stan Gable and that we won't talk about that. That's a problematic. That's part not the end. The, that's a problematic yeah. part of this movie. The The fact that they do, they put cameras in the women's sorority. Why are you bringing this stuff they up? They sell pictures of them naked. It's very problematic. Yes. But that's okay. I, yeah. We still love the movie and hate the parts of it. Or if we hate them, I don't even know. The speech at the end, there's more of us than there are of you. I yeah, like that. There's a good speech at the end and that it's, was it's emotional. It's very emotional. This, apparently this really wasn't really a script. That's so weird. It feels like it was Shakespearean how it was written. So, so the writers though they did some other stuff though. Miguel Tejada Flores wrote Screamers. Do you remember that movie? No, it's a '90s sci-fi movie. It's no, gnarly. Never heard of it. Uh, the Lion King. He wrote some additional story material. So for the original, like yeah, the, I don't know how much. I mean, and Steve Zacharias wrote Johnny Be Good. Ooh, that's that, a fun one. Johnny Be Good is a hot dump of crap. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It's kind of still relevant to like college athletics today. Like it's it it's it's okay. It's satirical. I mean, I like it. Uma. I mean, Uma. Uma Thurman. She's great in it. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is great in it. Yeah. I can't, maybe you, part of, you, you can't, you can't see buy Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall as a job. Yeah, yeah. no one can. <laughs> like, I, just, like, I have a lot of, of trouble yeah. with that. You know, give me Stan Gable as a, give me Zapka. Zapka yeah. should have been the quarterback. That, that would have been awesome. His chance to be a lead. That would have been really good. Oh, man. We cast. Johnny so, yeah, did. I know, right? Uh, what, you got any facts on this movie that people are going to want to hear? Yeah, uh, the director, Jeff Canoe, made a 2011 short film called Jesus Sex Scandal. Sure. So, he also did Troop Beverly Hills. So, with What's Her Face Cheers? Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. And, he edited, I don't, this is the most random thing. He edited Ordinary People, which is like the 1980 Oscar oh, winning movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, where did he? Well, he should have <laughs> stuck with editing. <laughs> uh, the Alpha Beta frat party was at a funeral home. So that's weird. Okay. <laughs> the music that they actually made is made by the actors. and The Tim music that the nerds made? Yeah. So that's another one I forgot. You brought that up on the last week's episode. I totally could have picked them as one of my music groups. You totally could have. Because I'm always thinking vote no on 18. Yeah. Prop 18. And that was a pretty big uh, proposition that would have made uh, physical standards have to do with having their charter. So they all, if they'd voted yes on that, they would have had to pass like, a, I don't know, some type of decathlon. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was fun. <laughs> uh, this movie was 
The sure. Oral Cove or whatever the name of the hotel was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this movie was going to be shot at the University of Arizona. and there Makes like, sense, by the way. Yeah. Not everything I know about the University of Arizona, that would have <laughs> so fit well. this is the most University of Arizona thing. They're like, yeah, shoot on our campus. And they read the script and they're like, no, don't shoot on our campus. <laughs> and then they changed their mind and let them shoot. And many of the students were actors. <laughs> That's great. Gronkowski's probably somewhere in the background. Oh, for sure. Dude, if they did a remake of this movie, Gronkowski could have oh been God. ogre for sure. He would totally oh, be we ogre. Re- oh, we're doing recast, but yeah. we could have done a New Day recast. That would have yeah. been great. That would have been fun. Uh, the belch that you know, Bo- You know who I would have made uh, Booger in the uh, Charlie? <laughs> From Always, From always Sunny. Yeah. That would be a young one, but yeah. That's really- <laughs> <laughs> the belch that Booger did was a combo of a human burping noise and a camel belching. Sure. Which was added for resonance and longevity. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. sound engineers are cool. Yeah. <laughs> burping camels. <laughs> Apparently there was a Vegas subplot that was removed. Didn't know about that. Regarding gambling? I don't know. They just went to Vegas. Oh, all right. Yeah. And apparently uh, Stan Gable was a closet nerd and that was a subplot, but it was also removed. So like at the that spe- came back down the road. Yeah, it does. Did you in see the, like, like in a the third, version? in the third one right, or the fourth one. Yeah. He's in the, he's being, he's with a lawyer or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and sadly the drug Takashi takes to, uh, are you speaking English? What the f- is a brush <laughs> and sadly uh when they're doing the tricycle race you yeah know, that, that thing that you mean Takashi- the, the horrific they're playing like some horrible japanese satirical music in the background that's the whole movie <laughs> no, it's, it's what was the movie that's like regarded as being one of the most racial trope uh breakfast at tiffany's when they have like the yeah uh, yeah it's like yeah, yeah that's it's on bad. the level of this but the drug he was taking to like decrease the or like nullify the uh, effects al- of alcohol yeah yeah that's not a real thing oh, clearly i looked it up I was i'm kidding. sure you did and also there's no such thing as a drill silencer they can't you know when they're drilling in the holes and all like <laughs> i'm so glad you looked these things up and apparently anthony edwards and robert carradine uh went to a bunch of frats in their nerd outfits to rush and they got rejected by everybody sure I believe that. Yeah. You, by the way, do you know who Robert Carradine is? He comes from like a very famous, like very, very famous uh, Like the Kill lineage. Bill Carradine? Yeah. That's the same. I think that's his brother. There's like four of them. They're, Seriously? Yeah. They're all like big time actors in Hollywood. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Like quite, the, quite the bloodline to come through, right? Cool. So yeah, this movie's hot garbage. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are, you, are you ready to recast the hot garbage? Yeah. Max, uh, as, Flame al- on. as always, you get to pick who goes first. We put the characters in this movie in order of significance and importance. Um, height. Height? They're not height. <laughs> and uh, we'll go through this. I don't know your list. You don't know my list. So let's dance. You go first. I go first. All right. The first character that we are going to be recasting is Bernie Casey, who is UN Jefferson. What is that name? <laughs> UN Jefferson. So Bernie Casey was in a lot of stuff. I personally remember him more than anything from I'm Going to Get You Sucker. Oh, Spies Like Us. Way more I'm going to get you suck up from me. His role in Spies Like Us is super small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was the general who was teaching them how to fight. Hey, Spies butt. Like Us. Yeah. You haven't seen I'm going to get you suck yet. No. You need to see it. It's weird how you say sucker. I don't so like it. But that's how it's said. I know. But S-U-C-K-A. You got to go, I'm going to get you sucker. Sucker. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he plays John Slade. <laughs> oh, that's a great name. <laughs> you got to, because you got to see the movie. Yeah. Recasting him was probably one of my easier ones. I didn't. You have, have the think, same one I do. I don't think we have the same one. I went with Steve James, Coach Sanders, Johnny Be Good. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, that's a random ball. You're barely remembering who it is. So Delta Force, he was in that too. He was yeah. also an American Ninja. Okay. So I, I just, I thought, but I couldn't pick those roles. But when I think about Johnny B. Good, he's got that like straight edge to him. Mm. You know, UN is very reserved, you know. Very, but he's fun too. You no, know, not really. He seemed to be having a good time at the party. Yeah, he barely had a good time. His, his assistant was having a great time at the party <laughs> and he's very matter of fact, very reserved. So yeah. that, to me that fit well with, obviously you pick someone who's wild, ridiculous because you're trying to make a case that it needs. To no, be. I, I, Steve James is a really under, in my opinion, underappreciated career. He's in like a lot of cop and ninja movies and he's a, a cool dude, but Johnny be good. He fit the, he fit the bill. Yeah. Okay. I like it, but there's a really obvious one. That's super fun too. Yeah. Hit me. Bill Duke, action Jackson, captain Armbuster. No way craziness why if you can look at bill duke and see him as anyone other than mac from predator or cook from commando i don't know how you can do that i don't know how you could even in action jackson i think part of what works for him is you're looking at him like he's a killer he's an absolute killer but that's what makes it funny like they have to like plead to this like dead-faced beagle-eyed uh, you know you yeah it. you blew it no you and jefferson is not <laughs> cook from commando he is he's not eating bring he's not a green beer <laughs> He's not a Green Beret, first of all. Could be. He's, he's, I can imagine now the nerds like, can we be in Tri-Lam? And he's like, oh, she's so cheap. You wouldn't watch that? 
She's built for speed. I screwed up every time. She's built for speed. She's got everything your Uncle John needs. Why is the uncle that wants stuff? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> All right, well, you blew the first one. Are we ready to go to the next one? Yeah, you go it. first on this one. You're up, my friend. Coach Harris. Coach Harris. John Goodman John losing a bet. Goodman. What, what else in the 80s was John? He was in Raising Arizona. He was great in Raising Arizona. He was really good. In what that. else? Uh, did Roseanne? Was that the 80s? Yeah, but I'm t- let's talk uh, movies. But you're right. John Goodman's 80s, not a whole lot that you would remember. Oh, punchline. He's Sally Field's uh, husband. Yes. Yeah. He was in Revenge of the Nerds. He was in... Eating the turkey leg. <laughs> Past the gravy. Raising Arizona. There's a bunch of movies, but none that I'm like... He's a powerful man. Punchline, yeah. I just like him as... His presence on stage is just cool. He was great in King Ralph. I loved King Ralph, but that's 90s. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, 91 to be exact. All right, Max. John Goodman, the coach. Uh, I think this one is the obvious one. But I think you probably, if you went for like a heavier like character, you wouldn't have gone for who I picked. But I think the pick is obvious. But go ahead. What do you got? I went Ed Lauder, who is the coach in Youngblood. He's intense. He's kind of like, kind of just steaming. Yeah. He's Buzz and nerds too. That's what I, that's why I brought this up. Remember he's like <laughs> yeah, the evil guy. The hotel manager. Yeah, I know so who he, he is. So he can do it. He's got this kind of authority. He's got a punchable face. He looks like he's the son of uh, the back to school professor. Mine is- I'm outraged. <laughs> What's his, what's his name? Dr. Bombay. Yeah. Right? Philip. Yeah. Philip. <laughs> Philip Bombay. If we get one person on the show, it would be him. That's who I want. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mellon, perhaps in your world, bribes and greasy. <laughs> Philip Bombay. That's who we should have picked. You should have picked Philip Bombay. He, he doesn't seem like he knows what football no, is. Probably not. Probably not. Not a terrible pick. Yeah. I'm not ter- I, I, mine's Mine's... A little bit better. A little saucier? A little bit. Oh, not saucier, but makes more sense. I went with Craig T. Nelson, Nickerson from All the Right Moves. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, can he be pure evil? But He, he is can't... pure evil. He turns at the end. Yeah. And, and don't let that change you, though. Like, the yeah. whole movie, he's really a ruthless SOB. Yeah, that's true. He ruins uh, uh, Tom Hanks. He ruins Tom Cruise's <laughs> football career. He just goes to Tom Hanks' house. And he, he literally, life. he's petty. He's yeah. crappy. Plus, he's like a football coach. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, if you need a little bit more evil... Slide on over to Action Jackson and look no further. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, yeah. So what do you think Danny Aiello from Sue Sal from Do the Right Thing? Ooh. That could have been good. That could have been good. Yeah. I would have liked that. Yeah. The problem with Goodman is you immediately think like bigger, heavier guy. You do. So I'm like, all right, like who would I do, right? And I was thinking Could of you a, flip it and do John Candy, see if he could do it? No, he couldn't. There's You'd never buy it. JFK, he's weird. He's he's weird, but he's not like mean, Sweaty. big, tough guy. Right? Yeah, that's true. No, he's not. Like, there's no way. I could see a heavy Dan Aykroyd doing it before, can, before Candy. Comedians, it's really hard for comedians to be evil. Think of a good movie where a comedian was evil. Uh, Jim Carrey being, uh, was he ever evil? Sure. Sonic one and two. Yeah, there you go. It's hilarious. Max, shut your mouth. All right, Max, our number third. Oh, this is a good one. I'm surprised that you, when we ranked the significance of the, uh, of the actors, you put them as low as you did. Ogre played by Donald Gibb. This is your favorite. He's my favorite because he's the only person who ever responded to me on cameo. Sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. I don't do podcasts. (laughs) Nerd. I also love that he goes from being a alpha beta to being a nerd. Yeah. I love that he just spits beer whenever yeah, he an, goes. An <laughs> I love that he pees for six straight minutes in the second movie. Uh, this was, uh, I, I loved, am I up first? I'm up first. Yep. This was, uh, this was fun. I had fun with this yeah, one. Yeah, this is a great one. I went with John Matsuzak, Sloth from Goonies. Is he too big? He's like 6'8". No, he's great. It's perfect. Uh, now, this is, gets a little tricky. The question is, do you want Does him to be like sloth? Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I, I don't think they accept Sloth. I could have done John Matsuzak from One, One Crazy, Crazy Summer, Summer yeah. but I, I want him to be more like Sloth. I like the fact uh-huh. that he's like deformed and has like some learning disabilities. Like I thought that was great. <laughs> it's like the Alpha Beta's pet. Rocky Road. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go. Do I go with the physicality or do I go with the hilariousness? I mean, you're going to do something weird either way. No, so. no. There's one. I use this too much, <laughs> but it's perfect. He's perfect in everything. He works in every movie. Jeff Goldblum. No, we should have this question. Does Chris Penn from Best of the Best work in anything? Because Travis Brickley. You know this- what? On this, I give you right. Yours is better than mine. Yours is better. Chris Penn in Best of the Racist, angry, inappropriate Chris Penn from Best of the Best. Like 40 pound overweight Chris Penn. He works in everything. In everything. <laughs> He's just. If you need an angry, obtuse character. Who's likable for some weird reason. Yeah. Like you kind of. It's the cowboy hat. That's why I like him. It is. He's his most likable in Footloose. I love him in Footloose. No, Corky Romano. 
I don't know. <laughs> He's great. Corky Romano so bad. Jeez, <laughs> can't you brought that up. That's a good pick. What else did you have? What was your? What were you competing with? In your uh, Randall Tex Cobb, who played Sailor in That's Uncommon Valor. One. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little and, too intense, I think. And we probably should have asked you this before. Did you have any backups for? I don't have any. I think two. I have backups. That's it. Did you have any backups for UN Jefferson or for Coach Harris? Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Okay. For uh, UN. UN. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't in love with that. All right. Anything for Coach Harris? I did. I said uh, Danny Aiello. Oh, that's right. You did. You yeah. Did. Yeah. Um, Max, let's slide on over to Stan Gable. Stan. You're up. <laughs> this is a no-brainer to me, by the way. Ted McGinley. <laughs> He's really great. Uh, my favorite of him, Married, Married to Children. children. Yeah. He's great uh, when he comes in as Marcy's second husband. Yeah. You he's, think, he's fantastic. You think he'd have a better career in general? He was just kind of like... Yeah, but you guy. know, I sometimes feel... I know I, I get what you're saying, but don't you sometimes feel like if you get into a good groove... And, and you're and you're printing money, doing something fun, and you don't have to carry the show, and you can just kind of do your thing. You don't you don't rock the boat that much. Maybe he was just happy doing just that. Yeah, no, but he I probably made like, a pretty penny. I feel like he should have started in like one or two movies, and like I would have liked them. I don't think he could have carried a movie or been a villain, like a older villain kind of thing. Maybe because he looks. The I same. mean, he was in Revenge of the Nerds twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with another kind of uh, bully. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, that's there you go. <laughs> no, who'd you pick for Stan Gable, the quarterback of Adam's football team? I went Michael Bowen, who plays Tommy in Valley Girl. Okay, so he's evil. Yeah. He's athletic. Yeah, he's got that kind of chiseled jaw, and he's actually a better actor than you think. Like, do you know who else he is? No, he's Buck from Kill Bill. Okay, which is creepy that's as right, all, yeah. all heck. Yep. He's Uncle Jack from Breaking Bad. Yeah, so yeah. he's got those chops where he he's could, just yeah, got, he's he's got. And he can, range and he's physical. You could see him as a quarterback. Yeah, and he's wearing like the tucked in polos. He's dating the superstar girl of the school. Yeah, and he doesn't like nerds no, or like anybody no, hate, different. Hate those nerds. Yeah, yeah. He's a fight at the end. Yeah, I like your pick. It makes me feel like mine was lazy, but it's also the one that like flew into my head. That's a lot of these were free, pretty easy for me to catch. Is it Zapka? Yeah, yeah. I had to go Zapka. <laughs> but which Zapka is the question? I went Billy Zapka, Chaz, back to school. Okay. Yeah. Melon, buddy. So I think about how like one of the things that Stan Gable does well in Revenge of the Nerds is there are these moments where he's like tricking Lewis into thinking like, yeah, come rush my fraternity. Yeah, We're yeah. buddies. We're pals. Yeah. Remember Lewis shows up and is like, oh, Stan Gable told me to swing by and like. Uh, no, Betty told him to swing by. Yeah, you're right. Something <laughs> this, like that. Yeah, this whole Betty. thing. Oh, you, you, Betty. You need to go back. Sweet, sweet Betty. <laughs> None of that works. I'm, I'm not going back. I'll live with my air. Okay. I'm not you. I don't need over editing to fix my mistakes. You edit. <laughs> Whatever, it's fair. It's <laughs> over edit your mistakes. But there, there's a moment in the movie, I can't remember exactly what it is, where Stan Gable almost is like, okay, like you got us. I think, oh, I remember what it was. What? It's when he tricked him into believing that Betty and her friends wanted to be their dates and and then stood him up and then they called the Omega Moos and then they released the pigs everywhere. Pigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Cobra. It's a little Cobra. Michael Thompson. But, but that's but that's the thing is like he he can play kind of like the good guy for a minute, you know? Yeah. And, and then there's a part where Lewis is like, you know, let's call it even, put her there, blah, blah, blah. So, and he's got that motorcycle, which I like too. But that to me, that's Zapka. I'm thinking like Zapka and Karate Kid's got his dirt bike. Just one of the guys. Stan Gable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's the best. And what's, his, what's his name? Todd? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Do you know the mistake I always make when it comes to just one of the guys? Do you remember what it is? No. Every time I talk about Zapka and just one of the guys, I always go, shush. Oh, yeah. But it's not Zapka. Yeah. It's what's his face from Encino Man, the bad guy in Encino Man. Oh, yeah. Because then right after that, Brendan Fraser makes fun of him and goes, shush. <laughs> so I have no idea why I always think it's Zapka that does that. Probably because my brain is fried, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went Zapka from back to school. There's just like, he's just a snotty brat. It's the, it's the perfect pick. It's right, just not fun right. to be like. Melon, buddy. Yeah. Uh, my, my coach says I need to diversify yeah, yeah. my classes. And he's an athlete. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that movie is so bad. <laughs> back to school? It's not. It's What's, what's the lead? You shut your face. Uh, he's from Christine. What's the lead? Keith Gordon. Keith Gordon in that movie has like a foot and a half shorter than the girl. Yeah. And they don't even apple box him to make him the same height. It's all right. Whatever. I love Keith Gordon. Oh, they got no respect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one of my favorite moments from any of our podcasts is when we were recasting Back to the Future and Ronnie Day and the Ronnie Day <laughs> Marty, it's your kids. I get no respect. We gotta go back in time. Ronnie Dangerfield makes every movie better. That's what we should do an episode called Finding Roddy Danger. The Rodney like, verse. Can we have yeah, the Rodney verse? That's great. Uh, all right, Max. Uh, is it my turn? I lost track. Well, I, I had to back up Woody on. Harrelson, Krasinski from uh, Wildcats. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So now we got Judy. Judy. So she's kind of the Omega Moo that's like a nerd that uh, Anthony Edwards really digs. And she plays the nerd in your favorite all-time movie ever, Real Genius. Yeah, so it's Michelle Merrick, and you've told me this fact ten times. She looks nothing like 
the the real that's genius. That's her. And it blows. You, my, you look it up. It's her. You have to look at like the right angle and squint. Not and the left angle. You know what I mean? Like the specific <laughs> I know, angle. I know the Pacific, Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean angle. Yeah, it doesn't look like her. I'm still not convinced. Told you. It's I her. guess it's her. Uh, yeah, she plays the the. This is your favorite thing in the world. Your favorite '80s movie trope is communication through computers. Love communication through computers. Oh, when they're like dancing next yeah, to each other. Yeah, when, when uh, yeah. Gilbert's making the, like she doesn't know how to use a computer yeah. and he's like all like smooth. Like you just got to know how to talk to a computer, yeah. baby. It's like <laughs> slapping it. I did the Gilbert laugh. That's not even the Gilbert laugh. That's the Lewis yeah. Skullnick. You Skullnick son of a gun. Who do you have for Judy? Oh, who do I? Am I up? Yeah. I don't even care what the order is. You're in charge. Tell me when you want me to go. Go. Uh, Judy. I like my Judy. I've got Diane Franklin, Monique from Better Off Dead. Okay. Yeah, that works. So even though she like, there's the tough thing. You, you want to pick someone who plays the nerdy, unattractive girl, yep. but like, there's no such thing as a nerdy, unattractive girl in a movie. It's hard to find. In it's the really 80s. hard. So I mean, it didn't really it, do it. I mean, you could even think of movies like can't hardly wait yeah. or where they have those like, Amanda. Bats. yeah, when they or not, can't hardly wait. What's the one? Uh, she's all that. When yeah, yeah. Rachel like, Lee Cook, yeah, 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 who's like gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. but she's got like glasses on. Uh, another teen movie like spoof that, right? When their lead character, they're like, yeah, take hmm, off your glasses. Who am I going to pick for this bet? And they look at one girl who has like a hump, yeah. like the hunchback <laughs> in Notre Dame, and they're like, oh, I pick her. And they're like, oh, with the glasses and the overalls, and they literally just take her hair tie out, yeah. and her glasses off, and she's a supermodel. Um, but I, I'm not a huge Better Off Dead fan, you know that. Like yeah. I, I run much I harder why. with how I got into college. Is when it comes to Drop what, Dead Fred, no, Savage Steve, Holland. Savage. Thank you. When it comes to Savage Steve. Holland. I go much more with One Crazy Summer, Drop Dead Fred, and How I Got Into College. Yep. That's actually, I like all three of those more than Better Off Dead. That being said, That's Monique, I know, Monique fits the bill, for sure. Yeah, I went Helen Hunt, who played Lynn in Can't Buy Me Love. You find a way to bring Helen Hunt into the show a lot. She's great in this show. Yeah. She's just like, she's the quirky friend, and that's really hard to find. Like, it's hard to find side I don't character. even remember her being in Can't Buy Me Love. Nope, she's not. It's uh, <laughs> girls just want to have fun. I was like, here's the funny part. We go through <laughs> so much. We go so much. You did. And I'm like, I'm like, Helen Hunt <laughs> can't buy me. Wait, no. Was it, she went like an obscure friend? I was like, nope, nope. She's for sure not in Can't Buy Me Love. Continue, Max. So from uh, that other movie, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, I can't do this. I already did Girls Want to Have Fun. You did? Okay, I'm going to go Mary Stewart Masterson. <laughs> Some, Some kind of wonderful yeah. Watts. Yeah. How dare you pick my girlfriend? <laughs> I, it's a great pick. Yeah. She's a little too rough around the edges like judy is really sweet in this movie so i yeah. think you lose the sweetness so i think your original pick was the right one had you not butchered it by going to the wrong movie and already using that movie once so congratulations Whoops. yeah <laughs> you win and whose turn is it it's uh my turn betty okay. childs played by <laughs> julia montgomery good old betty childs who's also who's also the naked stabbing girl from point break that is so she's, you, she's not you, she's not i just made that up no but you remember when we found out about it's the roadhouse girl yeah it's the roadhouse yeah, girl yeah, yeah which is like i my mind was blown so hard that day <laughs> Yeah. When we so just to repeat it, because it's worth saying the girl in Roadhouse who's dating the evil dude. Yep. Um, whose name I can't think of right now is Wesley. It? Wesley. Not the Weston's where you sleep. Wesley's who's murdering everyone in the town. His girlfriend that he's <laughs> roughing up is the same girl who years later in Point Break when the FB, FBI is raiding the house. And that girl's in the shower and comes out naked and starts stabbing our boy, Johnny Utah. Yep. Same girl. Mind blown. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> That's a TikTok right there. I want you to put that together. Do you find Betty that attractive? I'm not not like, in that movie. No. In, in Point Break, I did. No, no. Oh, uh, Betty. We're talking about Betty now. Yeah. We're back to Revenge Black of the Betty. Nerds. Bam, lam. Hello, Black Betty. Bam, bam, bam lamp. Black Betty got spied on. Bam, bam lamp. <laughs> Lewis assaulted her. Bam, bam. Oh, I can't say that. No, it's Pants not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, she's like, I, she's okay. not my type. She's not, 80s. Yeah. 80, 80s, beautiful, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. She's, she's naked on a pie <laughs> for a fundraiser. I guess. Thank you. We are naked on a it's pie. It's so weird. It's the, the whole element of like spying. All right, anyways. Yeah. Max, are you up? Uh, yeah. Or am I up? Who's up? Betty Child, Julie, Julia Montgomery. Who do you have playing her? I, I like mine a lot. I like mine a lot. <laughs> Amy Stotch, Missy from Bill and Ted. That's good. Yeah. That's really Just good. Just kind of airheady, blonde. That's really good. Yeah. God, I wouldn't even thought to do her. Maybe a little old. I mean, she just graduated high school. Yeah, you're like right. She was a senior she when they were. She was a senior when they were freshmen. Yeah. You're right. God, that's really good. Yeah. Um, can you not go on <laughs> the mic? That would be great. No one else. No. I'm leaving that one in. I'm going to leave that one in because it was so prominent. You're like, thanks. That was really good. <laughs> to everyone else out there. Make I just it. don't understand why you make all these noises. Like, can you just slow down? <laughs> what is going wrong with your mouth right now? I just want to get the words out fast. <laughs> Just take a deep breath. <sighs> All right, you ready? Are you ready? For, are you ready for mine? Are you ready for mine? Can you yeah. hold it together? No. Betty the, Childs. My my recast mark. for Betty Childs is Cindy Morgan, 
Lacey Underall, Caddyshack. Yeah, that's a better pick. Yeah. She's fun. She's fun. Yeah. Like I was born <laughs> to love you. Here's an uncashed check for seventy thousand dollars. To lick your face. <laughs> Keep it. You were born to love me. But I was, but I was born, born to, to love, love you first. first. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most random scene. With the parade bottles. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the quote? I know why I came here tonight. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. By the way, my my Scottish whatever accent's terrible. Uh, Dan, this is Maggie and Danny, and Danny's like, "Why that girl? Listen, I'll put that idea right out of your mind. She's been plucked more times than the Rose of Tralee." <laughs> Why did they make her Irish? It made no sense. Biggest whore on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. I'm told. You can't, you can't say that, kid. Head no. <laughs> it's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> you gotta if you want my ball to and you think I'm sexy, all you have to do is no. I eat because I'm. Unhappy, and I'm happy because I eat. It's a vicious cycle. Get in my belly. Uh, <laughs> a piper is down. I repeat, a piper is down. Ah, it's all right. He's just pissed. You just want to talk Irish. I wanted to talk. So I married an axe murderer. Yeah, That's what I want to talk. You really do. Oh, man. She's been plucked more times. I love that quote. Um, yeah, that's my selection. Great. Hard right turn. That's my selection. <laughs> good job. I went with good old Lacey Underall. <laughs> Nothing to do with the rest of the things you Nothing said. to do with it. We should probably talk about who these characters are. We're just ripping through them. Uh, <laughs> you know. Betty Childs was the head cheerleader. Yeah. Judy was the blah, blah, blah. Uh, Max, before we go to our next one, you want to take a quick break for some sponsor information? No. Nope. Fair. A word from our sponsors. <laughs> Buzz in the Towers also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. Recasting Revenge of the Nerds has reminded me for the millionth time how important it is where you live. Yeah. They were thrown out of their house, thrown out of their dorm. Because of a fire. And they, they Alpha Betas took over their home and they had to quickly find a place to live. And they were lucky because they had a wonderful montage and they cleaned up their house with the help of a robot really They had a quickly. lot of trouble though. There's like four or five. A ton of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you need Dobie Real Estate. They're going to find you the right home. If you want your house to be close to the Omega Moose, of the Pi Delta Pi, they're going to make sure that they put it wherever you want it. And that's important because everybody's got different tastes. I, myself, I like them both. <laughs> so make sure you reach out to Toby Real Estate. Didn't tell see them, that coming. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. $400 million in sales in 2021. 1,000 homes sold. Simon and his team are waiting to take your call to sell your house because you live next door to the Omega Moose or to help you buy a house because you want to move closer to the Omega Moose. All right, Max. Next one up is Wormser. Wormser was the boy genius, small child who made his way to Adams College. Yeah, he was he's, talking to chess. What is he like? Twelve years old in this thing, if that. Yeah, but he's into the ladies. Yes, he is. He, he is into the ladies. <laughs> he was. He's played by Andrew Cassess, and he didn't do anything it's, else. It's Cassessy. Yeah, he didn't do anything else. Just shocking. Yeah, he wasn't even in two. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he did all right. Yeah. Uh, who do you got for this? Uh, so Are you up? Am I up? We'll say you're up. Okay. I bet you picked the same one as me, but I could be wrong. Uh, do I want to go real actor? Yeah. River Phoenix, Wolfgang Mueller Explorers. Wow. What? That's not where my head was at at all. No? No. Go. Could talk about it. That's a good pick. I just wasn't thinking that at all. It's River Phoenix. It's awesome. And yeah, he's a nerd. But, but you're replacing him with like a real actor. Like he has very little. To, I mean, you almost are like, you know, give me. So I'm bringing a gun to a knife fight. I, I, you are. Okay, go ahead. It's your, it's your <laughs> fight. You. It's your fight. Have fun. <laughs> I don't know. River Phoenix does anything well, and I think he could add a little bit of com- yeah, blah, 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 for the two line. For the t- <laughs> totally know what you mean. Uh, why don't you take a break and just get your mouth taken care of? Um, he only has like three lines in the movie. Yeah, but like when he's talking to those taller women, that's <laughs> Ta- an important those taller women. <laughs> it's an important scene in my life. Jesus, Max, can I go? It's can I go? You need a break. Let me go. I went with I, Gabriel Jarrett, Mitch Taylor, real genius. Is he too old? No, he's playing a 14-year-old. He's 15 in the movie. Max, he looks like he's eight. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He looks 15. Mitch could do it for sure. I think he's a little too old. I want to go home. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you rented out my room? Yeah, Come you, get me home. You could, still make, you could still make him 15 in the movie and it would still work. I think he'd fit the bill a little bit better. Yeah. I do have a backup for this that I think would be perfect. Okay. Lucas, Corey Haim. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. He could do it. Because he likes the girls. And he's young, and he's got a baby face, and yeah. he's not a cool Corey, a cool Corey Haim. Yeah, yeah, it works. All right. You have any not backups? A, not, not a cool Corey Haim? Not a cool Corey Haim. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Robert Oliveri, who played Nick Zielinski in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that would work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would work. Okay. Little, little Moranis oh, nerd. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, our next one, Takashi. Oh, <laughs> Takashi. 
<laughs> I Poor Max, I love Takashi. It's it sucks because like I understand why this movie offends people. Yeah. I, I would never make an argument that it's not offensive. I would never make an argument that this character is okay. But my God, it's funny. Like, it I, every time I watch it, I I just laugh. Yeah, Brian Toshi played it really well. Yeah, he did a great job. I get, on the tricycle always gets me. <laughs> The, the tricycle scenes amazing. <laughs> They're all falling over. This character and uh, when he's painting the wall, it just falls over. This, I feel fine. This character and the one from Police Academy, Cadet Nagata, oh, God. from Police Academy. Yeah, they're 3. really bad. It's so inappropriate. It's so funny. I can't help but laugh at it. Nagata, Nagata, and Toshi. Uh, I can't even say their name. Toshi, Toshi, and Nagata. Uh, all right, Max. Uh, who do you? My up. You pick. I don't care. Whatever you want. <laughs> Oh, man, I forgot. Since you use Real Genius, I can't use him, right? No, you can. Okay. I can't. Okay. I went Mark Kamayama, who played Ik Ikamimi Is that like, from Real Genius. It's a great pick. It's not in this movie. He doesn't play like a satirical, racially inappropriate version of an Asian person. Nobody's He's like, like smart, smart and yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot. He only had four roles in the 80s. I think he was... Are you, you going to do Long, just, long I Duck Dog? I have not Long Duck Dong. <laughs> I feel I'm embarrassed. You pick like... I'm literally like Getty Watanabe, Long Duck Dong, 16 Candles, the Donger Meat Food, Max. <laughs> Donger, Donger Meat Food. <laughs> This is three most inter- like the, like I remember I was watching uh was it Crazy Rich Asian is that the yeah. movie that came out and I remember watching Asians, Asian, not just one, of them. Not just one. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians and I remember watching uh and, and I remember watching this interview that was done with the actors and actresses and it was really heartfelt and they were talking about how like this film was so monumental for them because it was a movie through their lens telling their story yeah. with Asian actors and they weren't caricatures and they weren't dumbed down and they talked about how like film had been so rough on them and anybody who thinks that they're full of crap and that that's not the case I Watch want these, you to yeah. look no further than Long Duck Dong <laughs> Nagata and Toshi short round short round from the ad yeah and that doesn't mean I mean, again short stuff Susie <laughs> you just got that voice I did <laughs> times were different right yeah. I don't think people were trying to be terrible but in, in hindsight it does, it's just not a good look yeah uh, alright well the any backups for this? Uh, uh, long duck, long duck, dong. <laughs> long duck, dong. The ultimate backup. Uh, all right. Next one. Speaking of finding ways to find characters without being offensive, <laughs> Lamar, played by Larry B. Scott. Lamar, and I will say, as much as you want to hate on Revenge of the Nerds, having an openly gay character who's, who's also a minority and is accepted as a part of that group was fairly groundbreaking for when this movie came it's out. It's true. It's very satirical. It's, you know, it's not that appropriate, but it's fairly groundbreaking. But he's like a fun, like you like, like. Yeah, you love him. Yeah, you like Lamar. Absolutely. No, well, I mean, and then he, remember when the Karate Kid, totally different version of him. But yeah. So am I up? Yeah. (laughs) I'm so ashamed. After my long duck dong now, I'm like really (laughs) ashamed. Um, (laughs) Who'd you pick? Meshach Taylor, Hollywood from Mannequin. (laughs) Doesn't fit. It does fit. He's like 40 years old. I just was trying to think of like a, a, a an actor, an African-American, an African-American actor who's playing a flamboyantly gay character. And all I could come up with is Hollywood from, from, it doesn't from work. I got nothing else. What do you got? I went Tamek who played Bruce Leroy Green in The Last Dragon. Because he's kind of like. Sens- I am the last dragon. Because he's like sensitive and kind of emotional. And he's like wearing some pretty flamboyant stuff. Ask me who the man is. Say who's the man. Who's the man? Show enough. <laughs> you don't think this is good? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Or Damon Wayans from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, no, that's good. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Take this banana. Yeah, it's okay, but now I feel better. Don't make me feel like some like insensitive jerk because I picked Hollywood. You are. And Long Duck Dong. <laughs> Long Duck Dong I feel bad about. Who'd you pick for Booger? <laughs> uh, the only... Po- Actually, that's not true. There's a lot of people that could have done Booger. Is Booger your favorite character? <sighs> Probably. Yeah. So Curtis Armstrong didn't want to play this role. I, do he you a- blame him? He auditioned for Lewis. What At this point in his career, had he done... Risky Business. He had, had he done uh, Better Off Dead yet? No, that's 85 or 86, I think. Had he done One Crazy Summer yet? No. Okay. Yeah, so this is early in his career. Risky then. business he's done. So okay. Far. Yeah, Booger's great. I like Curtis Armstrong. Um, am I up? Yep. I went Bobcat Goldwaith, that's Officer right Z, answer. Police Academy. Oh, me. I went Ed Stork. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, either way. Either way. Bobcat's it's, it's Bobcat. great. Yeah. You, I think you know who else you could have done here? Who? A young Robin Williams. He's not. He's too old. All I know, the way through. The I 80s, know. He yeah. always. He's one of those guys. Even when he was Mork and Mindy, he you, looked like he was in his thirties. He did. Yeah. Um. No, I think Bobcat is the way to go. It is Zed. I went with Zed over Stork. Zed's probably better. Actually, I didn't think yeah. of Zed for some yeah. reason. Do, I, you, do your Bobcat. Ah! <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> I tried to get a very literal sense of how dirty and gross Booger was, and I went Dermot Mulroney as Dirty Steve Stevens, <laughs> but he's too handsome. Dirty Steve. Because he's just dirty and gross. Oh man! Look at the size of them chickens. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> 
episode. All right, boogers in the bag. <laughs> boogers in the bag. Sliding over to Poindexter, played by Timothy Busfield. Who's also on the West Wing is Danny. Right. Like uh, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was Mark in Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah. He was in Sneakers. He was Dick Gordon. Um, what else was he in? He's, in a, he's still working. Uh, what he looks else? like a tool time. Al's like ginger cousin. Yeah. <laughs> he does. I know. He? That's just a weird thing to say. So you know what's really funny? Uh, they actually let him play the violin in the beginning, you know, that solo. Yeah. And they told him they're going to dub it afterwards. Like, don't worry, because you're not that great a violinist. And they used what he played. Of and course. he was really upset. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, you mentioned the West Wing. Uh, I got nothing else. Do you like the West Wing? I love the West yeah. Wing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very smart. Very well done. It is. What's your favorite scene of his in the movie? I bet you already know. <laughs> uh, when they're watching the video, it just goes, ah! <laughs> that was improvised. I, my favorite scene that was, was improvised. Is at the party when he's making out with the Omega Moo and yeah. she grabs his crotch and he goes, ah! <laughs> so all his things are sexual I know, screaming. I know. He's great in this. He's great. Or like he's walking and he like walks into the wall yeah. and they have to like straighten him out. We really have a sophisticated sense of humor. Yeah, you and I are idiots. This movie was made for us, like just toilet humor. So I got to show you this guy on TikTok. Uh, he's literally just, he dubs his mouth onto like famous movie scenes and it's all fart jokes and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's really good. That's really good. So what do you got? Uh, for Poindexter. Gotta be a ginger. I, it doesn't have to be a ginger. It should be. Uh, but I love mine. I've got Courtney Gaines, who plays Kenneth Worman, Can't Buy Me Love. That was my backup. That's really good. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Was he also Malachi? He pooped on my house. Was he Malachi in Children of the Corn? He was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's just And he's he's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah. He's just a famous redhead. He is. I like it. You could have also gone with uh, the kid from A Christmas Tale, or Christmas Story. The neighborhood kid, the redhead that's like oh, mean yeah. as hell to everybody. He's but so he's, evil. Super, he's so young. Yeah. Uh, who do you got? I went uh, Paul McCrane, who played Montgomery in Fame. Mm. You know, he's a little sensitive. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Fame! I, <laughs> I wanted to Robocop him, but, you know, <laughs> just the toxic sludge version. <laughs> Uh, give me Dick Jones. <laughs> I want Dick Jones. Uh, oh, Jesus. I think um, you win. I think so. All right. We're down to our last two. Yeah. Oh, boy. Our last two. We got Gilbert and Lewis. So Anthony Edwards. It's wild he did Top Gun like two years after this. Right. So 84, he does Revenge of the Nerds. Then he's in Call to Glory, The Sure Thing, Gotcha, Top Gun. I got to see The Sure Thing. That's yeah, a Reiner movie. That's is, really good. Is 86. He then gets stuck having to do a small part in Revenge of the Nerds too. <laughs> he doesn't really have like a ton of stuff. He, he was in ER for a long time. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of like where he revived his career. And he won the award for Aged the Quickest out of nowhere. You're just like, <laughs> dear God, that's the guy from Top Gun. That's great. And he's a 50 year old professor that's great that's great uh max why don't you go what do you got what do you have replacing uh gilbert this is a big one to replace jim carrey mark kendall and once bitten i don't know because he's long he's lanky he can be a little bit like he's in love remember he's in love in the show right yeah in the movie but like but i don't know like gilbert's not that dynamic uh but he's i mean carrie can play emotional too yeah i think so i'm lukewarm on this okay all right i'm sorry he could be a vampire too that could be a nice twist you ready for mine? I like to kind of move away from yours when they stink. Yep. All right, good. Let, let, let's, let's sit on the floor and ferment for a minute. Give me Anthony Michael Hall, Breakfast Club, Brian Johnson. That's pretty good. Yeah, that works. Right? I mean, the nerd. Yeah. But like... The sensitive, not, you like him. And, and the difference, I think, between how I would define Gilbert from Lewis, Lewis is delusional. Like, Lewis throughout the whole movie doesn't know that he's a nerd. Yeah. He thinks that, like, oh, I can go get, you know, all Betty these Giles, Betty Giles. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, Gilbert is aware. Yes. And I do feel like there's that awareness that exists with Anthony Michael Hall in the Breakfast Club, mm. where he knows who he is, he keeps his mouth shut, he stays out of the way. It makes sense. And that's kind of how Gilbert is as yeah. well. When he has his clothes on under the bed sheet, and he, they pull it off, and he's just smiling, I'm just like, I've been there. Like, where, you, where you're like, <laughs> so excited. I, I'm fun and nerdy, but no girls ever gonna look at me i just get it yeah you sure do uh are we ready we're the last one now yeah all right who's going first on the last one you go and you're gonna end yeah gilbert we are done with you lewis skulnik robert carradine this is an important one it's, it's a har- very important it's one. hard to find like not a list good looking leads in the 80s did you I, find this one hard i went a really weird direction okay a very weird direction so i think this is gonna shock you a little bit a dog very close yeah really yeah I went uh, Michael J. Fox's Scott Howard, Teen Wolf. Oh, oh man. Can he be in? Yeah, so just before you. No, I'm trying to think. Before you hurt your brain, think about something. His whole story is is he wishes that he was cool. 
Yeah. He, he's not cool. He, his dad works at a hardware store and he helps him out on the weekends. No girls will look at him or talk to him. Take turning into the wolf out of it. Prior to that, what's the difference between Scott Howard and Lewis Skullnick? Being an athlete. That's he's what throws, not an athlete. Well, he's, he's on a basketball team. That's what throws me off. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fair. No, no. You're right. I have to look I past, no, that's, I, I have that's to look past the initial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because really the storyline is what pulled me, right? Because Skullnick covets what he doesn't have. Yeah. Gets, gets it and then realizes it's not what he wanted. And that's what Howard goes through, right? He covets what he doesn't have, becomes the wolf, gets everything he wants, and then doesn't want it. What is, that's actually wait, not the story. No, let's say Skullnick gets what he wants and he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he, though? He immediately cheats on her when he goes to Paradise with uh, the girl from well, Melrose Place. That's so they could have a second movie. <laughs> but then in the third, he marries her. <laughs> I'm so confused by the bad writing of this movie. Uh, I didn't have a backup. I went with Scott Howard. <laughs> Win in the end. So... I, I'm really proud of my pick. So. You're proud of you're proud of every pick you have. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a pick you're not proud of before I lampoon it? Uh I guess Bill Duke in this one is UN. <laughs> Bill Duke was really bad. You kind of you kind of poo pooed really that one. <laughs> so Lou Skolnick, overconfident. Lambda, and, lambda, lambda. Give <laughs> yes. up a spot again. I bleed you. Leave you out here to die. <laughs> so overconfident and like you're not sure why. And he's kind of believes himself, kind of has his own interior monologue where he's happy. And, you know, where he's, like, a popular kid. He sure. Mm-hmm. So I went Mark Torgy. He plays Melvin Ferd Third, the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Think about it. He thinks he's he's a janitor, <sighs> but he thinks he's the best. He thinks that if a girl, like, comes up to him that she wants If him. she's blind, then yeah. they'll have true romance. <laughs> but he didn't turn into I'm saying before he turned into the Toxic yeah, Avenger. Yeah, no, I got you. I, yeah. figured, I figured that's what you meant. You don't, after. You don't, <laughs> after it would be, be a very different movie. I got to tell you. Toxic Avenger rules. You love that movie. I can't I, 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 no, I have no ad. I have no ad to this. Like, if I had known you were going to pick that, I would not have let you end. I don't want the episode to end on that. What's your backup? Uh, Matthew Modine, Loudon Swain, there we Vision go. Quest. There we yeah. go. But that's the athlete issue again. And he is not a nerd by any yeah. means. No, but he's like quirky and like everyone doesn't yeah, like He's also him. like a stud athlete. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't pick that one. Let's put our heads together. How about Robin Williams? How about Robert Downey Jr. from Back to School? Oh, that's good. I couldn't have picked that because I already used, uh, who did I use from back to school? Uh, Johnny Red Leather Face. Yes. Did, not, did Billy, I use? Billy Zavka. Billy Zavka, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Chaz, Johnny Red Leather Face. <laughs> what does that even mean? Because he was Johnny Lawrence and he wore a red leather jacket. Okay. <laughs> and he had a face. <laughs> Max, that concludes the episode. Let's do a quick rundown. Uh, for Bernie Casey, who played UN Jefferson, I picked Steve James as Coach Sanders from Johnny B. Good. And Max, who did you pick? John Candy from Great. Some Rental. Who'd you pick, Max? Bill Duke from. That's right. I flipped through that again. Mother Action Predator. Coach Harris, played by John Goodman. I went with Craig T. Nelson, uh, who played Nickerson. All the right moves. Max, who'd you pick? I went with, I forget his name. Good pick, Max. Ogre, <laughs> no, no. I went with Donald. <laughs> no, 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 Ed Lauder from uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. There you young go. Blood. Are you sure it's not from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't Buy Me Can't Love. Can't Buy Me Love. Softer, louder. There you go, good. Uh, Ogre, played by Donald Gibb. I picked John Matsuzak, Sloth, The Goonies. Chris Penn, best of the best. So that's your best pick, by the way. <laughs> Unquestionably. It's always pick. the best pick. It always is. Stan Gable, the quarterback, played by Ted McGinley. I picked Billy Zapka, Chaz from uh, Back to School, or as he's more commonly known, Johnny Red <laughs> Leather <laughs> Jacket <laughs> Face. Common. Uh, Michael Bowen from Valley Girl. He played Tommy. Got it. Uh, Judy, Judy. The, the Omega Moo girlfriend of Gilbert, played by Michelle Mayrink. I picked Diane Franklin, Monique from Better Off Dead. You picked Helen Hunt from Girls Just Want to Have Sadness. You're so weird. <laughs> Betty Childs, played by Julia Montgomery. I picked Cindy Morgan, who played Lacey Underhall in Caddyshack. That name, Lacey Underhall, every time it makes me laugh. Everything makes you laugh. <laughs> I picked Amy Stocks from uh, Bill and Ted. What you have in a way of snacks. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Welcome to The Rock. She played Missy. Of course you are, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Wormser, played by Cassessi. <laughs> I, I picked. He's got no first name. He's just Cassessi. Cassessi. I played Gabriel Jarrett, who plays Mitch Taylor in Real Genius. Yep. And I picked uh, River Phoenix from Explorers, Explorers, playing Wolfgang Mueller. There you go. Good. Takashi, played by <laughs> Brian Toshi. I played. Play? I picked. I, with shame in my face, I picked Gabriel Jarrett, Mitch. No, I didn't pick Gabriel Jarrett, no. Mitch Taylor. I picked Getty Wannabe, Watanabe, Long Duck Dong, 16 Candles. Dong or Need Food. Dong or Need Food. Who'd you pick? 
<laughs> Mark Kamayama, who played Ick Akamimi in Real Genius. Played that well. Lamar, played by Larry B. Scott, the effeminate African-American member of the Trilands. I picked Meshock Taylor, played by Holly, played by, who played Hollywood in Mannequin. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> I didn't even tell you my, I had a, a good backup for that. What? Ducky. Oh, yeah. I thought Ducky would be a good backup yeah, for that. That's pretty good. I played Tomac, for, uh, who played Leroy Green in The Last Bruce Dragon. Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. <laughs> the Last Dragon. I am the last dragon. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, Booger, <laughs> Curtis Armstrong. Versions of Bobcat. I have. I went with Bobcat from Police Academy 4, and you went with Bobcat as a stork brother from One Crazy Summer. Poindexter, played by Timothy Busfield. I went with Courtney Gaines, Kenneth Werman, Can't Buy Me Love. Yep, and I went Paul McCrane, Montgomery, in Fame. Yes. You may also know my character from Children of the Corn, Malachi. And Robocop. And Robocop. Mine's not from Robocop. Mine's Yours from Robocop. is from Robocop. Kill me. Malachi was not in Robocop. Kill me. Kill me. I'm here. Do it. Do it now. Or are we talking Howard the Duck, Leah Thompson, <laughs> yeah. Newton Child? Kill, Kill me. me. Every breath is agony. <laughs> Gilbert. Gilbert played by Anthony Edwards. I went with Anthony Michael Hall, Breakfast Club, Brian Johnson. Yeah, you went better. I did Jim Carrey, Mark yeah, Kendall once been. Louis Skolnick, Robert Carradine. I went with Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf, Scott Howard. Win <laughs> in the end. That's pretty good. I went Mark Torgy, who played Melvin Fur the Third in The Toxic Avenger. And that, folks, is a wrap. Let's get on over to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Erno from the Netherlands. Last time I talked to him, he goes, my battery is low and I'm about to start Young Guns. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm still surprised that people even listen to our podcast. But when we get fan spotlights that are from the Netherlands or yeah. Brazil or even Ontario, yeah. I'm kind of blown away by that. It's very cool. It is very cool. So um, Erno is someone who, big fan of the show, listens to all the episodes, uh, follows us on all of our social media, interacts with us on Instagram. So I'm excited to see what he had to say. Did you give him a character to recast or you say pick whatever, whatever you character want. he wants? All right. So Erno picked whatever character he wanted. Let's see who he picked and who he recasted. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Let me introduce you one of my favorite actors from the 80s who would uh, be a very nice booger in the Revenge of the Nerds movie. I'm talking about Bobcat Goldthwait. He has uh, an amazing voice. He has an amazing character. He could do a lot of different things with his voice, with his with his body, uh, I think he would be uh, a, a fantastic booger in the Revenge of the Nerds movie. As for me personally, I, I love the 80s movies, I love the Revenge of the Nerds, uh, but also all kind of, of movies uh, Bobcat played in. He uh, he first introduced him to me in the Police Academy movies, uh, but later on I started to watch more movies with him in it. Uh, like uh, the best summer ever. Um, what he does with his voice, with his body, with his uh, uh, personality—it's—it's it's just amazing. Um, so uh, once again, I think he will be a very nice uh, addition to the Revenge of the Merge movie and uh, play a very good uh, booger in it. Well, I hope you enjoy this, and uh, thank you very much, and see you soon. Yes. It's the total perfect <laughs> It is. I always like, you and I and Erno had the exact same. <laughs> Erno, you nailed it. Max and I had the exact same pick. Bobcat is the perfect substitution for Booger. Absolutely. Good old Booger. <laughs> Why do they call you that? No idea. No clue. <laughs> uh, Max, that takes us through another recasting where I feel like we didn't permanently damage the movie. My anxiety, my anxiety is almost gone. I remember how nervous yeah. I used to be about these. Although, to be fair, when you're recasting Revenge of the Nerds, there's a little <laughs> bit less at stake, I feel like. Than there's not going to be as future. much anger. Yeah, definitely. Uh, reminder, if you want to be like Erno, one of our international fans, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook, subscribe to our podcast, listen to all the episodes, patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. Let me take a quick look because I put it out to our patrons. I wanted to see what they would do for recasting. Let's see what they got. Chris Williams had some really good ones. He also picked the ones that we did, uh, one of our patrons. And Chris, I believe, is a nice man. Let me double check. Yeah, he's a nice man, of course, because he's a stud. He's dangerous. Chomp. Yeah, chomp. Let's see. Who's he got here? He's got Bobcat from Police Academy yes. for Booger. <laughs> oh, Max, you're going to like this. What? Val Kilmer, Chris Knight would be a good choice for someone in Revenge of the Nerds, perhaps Stan. 
Oh, Stan would be good. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, he's real genius. He's too good looking. Cool. Now, here's where I give Chris so much more credit than me. So much more credit than me. Rather than going with Long Duck Dong. Who'd he go with? He went with Getty Watanabe, who played Long Duck Dong, but as a brilliant man from Gung Ho. Okay. Much less offensive of a role. Yeah, that's fair. He also picked uh, what I picked, which was Gabriel Jarrett uh, for Gilbert as Mitch. Oh, for Gilbert. So yeah. I didn't pick him as Gilbert. Oh, Gilbert works too. Maybe. I don't know. Clint Howard, Night Shift, Poindexter. Oh, my God. That's really really good. good. That's really good. The red hair with the bald. Oh, I like that. So to all of our patrons, thank you as always for putting your feedback in here. Max, another recasting in the books. Episode complete. I got nothing to add. How do you want to end this episode with brilliance as always? I'm a sure. I'm a sure. I'm a sure. I'm a sure. Eh. That's really good. I know exactly how I'm going to close. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead, put us down. One of these days we'll turn it around. Won't be long, mark my word. Time has come for Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> that's, that's goodbye. Have a good week. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.